Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with Stan Lee, Chairman Emeritus of Marvel Comics, where he helped create such iconic superheroes as Spider-Man, the Hulk, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, and many more. Now, for the first time, Lee is turning to the world of fiction with the Zodiac Legacy series, co-written with Stuart Moore and illustrated by Andy Tong. The first book, Convergence, is being published in January by Disney Press, which is sponsoring this podcast. In Convergence, 14-year-old Stephen Lee is pulled into an epic battle between superpowered heroes and villains after he is inadvertently bestowed with the powers of the tiger from the Chinese Zodiac, giving him advanced strength and reflexes. Along with a team of superpowered heroes from around the globe, Stephen and his new friends try to stay one step ahead of evil forces who are trying to secure the other Zodiac powers for themselves. Mr. Lee, thank you for speaking with me. Oh, you're very welcome, but call me Stan. Okay, Stan. Uh, so what made you decide to create a series of novels after uh, such a long and storied career in, in comics? Greed. And greed alone? Were there any other factors? No, I, 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 <laughs> I've always wanted to write a novel, and this seemed like such a perfect opportunity to do a novel about a subject like the Zodiac and to be able to get as many pages of illustrations that I don't think there's ever been a novel with as many illustrations. This is really an illustrated novel. And uh, you're working with uh, an artist named uh, Andy Tong on this project, is that right? That's right, and he is great, a pleasure to work with. And did, was it, it made natural sense to sort of bring a comic book sensibility, I assume, to those illustrations? Well, they're not really comic book illustrations. They're more illustration illustrations. Mm-hmm. You'll see when you see the book. They are fantastic. And how did you uh, decide in the first place to build this series around the, uh, the Chinese Zodiac? It's a subject that has always interested me. And when you write something, you, you hope to write something that other people haven't written too much about before. And I don't know of any really good superhero type novel that's been done about the uh, Zodiac. And uh, how about the character of Steven as, as a lead character for the series? How did, uh, how did he sort of come together in your mind? Well, I needed somebody, and Steven just seemed like the perfect guy. He's sort of a teenager. He's ambitious. He's courageous. He's interested in everything around him. Uh, he's sort of the, uh, he takes the place of the reader, actually. And he's also uh, of a Chinese-American background. Was that something that was important to you when, when you decided that the Chinese Zodiac was going to have a prominent role in the series? Oh, you answered that for me beautifully. That's exactly right. I felt that the Zodiac really is so important in China that I thought it would be great to let the hero, Stephen Lee, be Chinese. And now do you see this series as sort of a, a natural outgrowth of the, the sort of storytelling that you've been involved with uh, for so many years in the comics world? Well, I guess so. You know, to me, telling a story is telling a story. No matter what the subject is, no matter what the format is, it all boils down to do you have a story that people would be interested in reading? And I'm hoping that this is one that will interest a tremendous amount of people. You've been working with a, with a writer on this project as well, uh, Stuart Moore. What was your process like? How did the two of you work together on the book? It's a little tough to describe. I came up with the idea originally. I called Stuart 
We discussed it. He wrote some. I wrote some. And somehow or other, between the two of us, we put it together. Is he someone you've worked uh, together closely with in the past as well? No, I haven't. And that's my loss because I, I think I would have enjoyed working with him in the past. Can you talk about the, the scope of the series as you envision it? Do you, do you see a certain number of books that maybe kids can look forward to? Oh, I see a minimum of three books. I, I, in my mind, the first book is the introduction. The second book carries the reader along. And the third book is going to wrap everything up beautifully and dramatically. And if it's successful enough, we'll find a way to have a fourth, fifth, and sixth book. Okay. Do you have any dreams of uh, the series jumping to another medium at some point as well, depending on how it goes? That can always happen, and with luck, it will happen. Personally, I think The Zodiac would make a wonderful movie, a wonderful animated movie, or live action, either one. I think it would make a great TV series. Anything that you write that you really care about that has bigger-than-life characters and an exciting, unusual plot, in the back of your mind, you're always thinking, gee, this would be a great movie or a good TV series. I think both in the comics world and also sometimes in the children's book and young adult world, there's, there's a lot of crossover with adults reading comics, adults reading books for teens and that sort of thing. Was it important to you with, when you started to put this series together and come up with it that this was a series that was going to be aimed at uh, children first and foremost? Tell you something, I have never really thought of the age group of a reader when I wrote a story. Even when I was writing comics, I tried to write the kind of comics that were exciting enough and colorful enough that a youngster would love them. And I tried to write them with as much care and as much uh, literary quality as an older reader would care about. And uh, to me, Anything that you write, if you succeed, it should be good for people of any age. You try to make it simple enough for the young reader, but you try to make it well-written enough for the older reader. And if a younger reader has trouble understanding a word or so that you use, well, if he looks it up, that's not the worst thing in the world that can happen. And now, uh, you know, this series is not going to be out there for, you know, a couple months yet. Will, are you planning to uh, get out there and sort of meet with readers once uh, things get underway? Well, I'm sure I'll do more interviews. I'll probably do some book signings when the book is out. And uh, I'll be talking about it a lot because I'm really very excited about it. I'm thrilled with the project. I think it's turning out great. And um, I hope it does as well as I feel it deserves to do. Speaking of sort of getting out there in events and that sort of thing, I know that the, uh, I believe the third annual Stan Lee's Kamikaze convention took place recently. Um, how, how was the convention? Oh, it was wonderful. I, I love comic book conventions, and naturally, I love mine the best. <laughs> and uh, the people were enthusiastic. Everybody was in, in a great mood, and there was action, and there was excitement in the air, and it was really great. Were you promoting the Zodiac series at all at the convention or talking about that yet? I did. I talked about um, the Zodiac. I talked about it, many other projects. At a convention like that, you try to promote as many things as you can, but the Zodiac was certainly high on the list. Mm -hmm. What's your impression of the way these, these types of uh, conventions have, have blown up in, in the past years and sort of began to encompass more than just comics, but all sorts of entertainment uh, kind of smashed together? 
Oh, you, you've said that so perfectly. They're no longer just comic cons. They're really entertainment mediums. Uh, they involve movies and television and comic books and music and just about anything that people are interested in entertainment-wise. And I think it's a wonderful thing because entertainment is so important to people. And here's a place where they can all get together and just revel in whatever form of entertainment means the most to them. And you see, I assume, a lot of really uh, dedicated, diehard passion for a lot of the projects you've been involved with over the years. What's it like to see that characters that you were involved with from years and decades past still mean so much to these people attending these shows? Well, I'd like to tell you, but it's really an indescribable feeling. When I see people who are still interested in the Fantastic Four, which was the first superhero team I created, and still care about Spider-Man, which I originally did, I think, in 1962 or so. I mean, I can't even express how impressed I am and how grateful I am. Now, you mentioned uh, talking about some uh, you know, different projects as well and promoting that. What are some of the other um, projects that are keeping you busy these days and that you're working on? Well, I wish I had a list because I have a lousy memory, but here at Pow Entertainment, we're working on a number of movies. One of the uh, ones that comes to mind is uh, features a Chinese star. It's called The Annihilator, and it's a movie for the whole world, not just for China, but for fun, we thought we'd get a Chinese star, and we're doing it in conjunction with a Chinese company. I think it's going to be very big. We're working on a number of other movies. We have a television series that's going to open up in England pretty soon, and I assume it'll come to the States very soon. We're working on a live-action project called The Scroll. I can't tell you more about that, but it's like a glorified super stage show in which the audience is really part of the adventure. We're as busy as can be at POW Entertainment, and that's just the way I like it. Excellent. You know, after being so intimately involved with Marvel for so long, what has it been like to witness its growth to to where it is today, where, you know, thinking recently, a a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, which wasn't even maybe one of the best-known teams out there, ends up as the, you know, top-grossing film in the U.S. this year? Well, I think what's happened is... Marvel has become so popular that the best and most creative people in the world want to work there and do work there. And even a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, which isn't based on a best-selling comic, the knowledge that Marvel has gained on how to do these type of things and do them so they appeal to the public, that knowledge is priceless. And every bit of it was used in Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think that everything Marvel will turn out will have the same quality. They really, they know how to appeal to the viewer, to the reader, to the audience, whatever you want to call it. And um, they're willing to spend the time and the effort to get the best possible people to work on their projects. More power to them. Speaking on a more general way, whether it's a kid named Stephen in your book um, who has, you know, is work getting these powers of the uh, you know, the Chinese zodiac, or maybe it's you know these superheroes that people have grown up with for years now. What do you think it is about these uh, these characters and these kind of mythologies and these superpowers that is such an enduring part of our popular culture? Well, I have a theory about that. My theory is that people always love fairy tales when they're young. You know, tales of witches and monsters and giants and so forth. Well, you get a little bit older 
you outgrow fairy tales. You, you don't read them anymore. But I don't think you ever outgrow your love for stories that are that fantastic or that much bigger than life. And suddenly along come superhero stories. And to me, they're really fairy tales for grown-ups. They enable you to live that same excitement you had when you were a kid reading Jack and the Beanstalk. And now you're reading Spider-Man or whatever it is. Hmm. Excellent. Well, congratulations again on the new book. And thank you for speaking with me. It's been a pleasure. Once again, I've been speaking with Stan Lee, whose first novel for children is The Zodiac Legacy, Convergence, out in January from Disney Press. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. Cast.